Art is too important not to share. Welcome to the Allie and Callie Artcast. Hi, I'm Allie. And I'm Callie, and we're with the Coeur d'Alene Arts and Culture Alliance. Hello, everyone. Hello, we're back. We're back again. Yep. Like we're- a... Like a bad like headache. A bad nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. Aren't you glad we're back? Aren't you? Yes. I feel good. How do you feel? I feel great. I know. It's been a beautiful summer. I know. A little has. hot, but beautiful. A little slow in getting here. Yes. It took a long but time. But actually, you know what? The summers right now feel more like the summers that we had yeah. 20 years ago. Yeah. Where we didn't really have anything till Fourth yeah. of July. Exactly. Yeah. And it always rained on exactly. The 4th of July. And well, I believe it rained on the Fourth of July. It did this year. It did. Yeah. It's very, um, very cordelaney. <laughs> is what I like to call it. <laughs> right. It's cordelaney. It's a new word. Put it in the dictionary. <laughs> cordelaney. Yeah. So what's going on with you? Oh, let's see. What's did I tell you? We have more bunnies. <laughs> More bunny? Oh, surprise. Yeah, there's 10 new bunnies. They're, what? Yeah. I got rid of four adult bunnies in our yard. How and did then, you get rid of them? Well, I didn't do anything to them. Right? Somebody took them away and put them in their yard. Oh, nice. They have so acreage. They probably have 40 bunnies They've now. got. <laughs> they, they wanted them. I said, you wow. can have them. I yeah, said, take right? as many as you want. Right. And so, and then a kid in the neighborhood said, can I take this bunny? I said, you bet. It's not mine. We have all these bunnies. Anyway, if you've heard the bunny saga. Yeah, the bunny saga. You know those Segway tours? They go around the, ha- yeah. the house and they go, and here we have the bunny corner. <laughs> it already, it started back when two people had their bunnies and they let they moved and they left their bunnies. That okay. started 10 years ago. And now we have the bunny corner. Oh my God. That's what he says. That's Anyway, hilarious. so we have 10 really cute little bunnies. So if anybody wants some bunnies... Well, you know, contact Callie's, me. Callie's studio is on the studio tour this yeah. year, which is Come August pick out a bunny and some 28th. art. Get you, some art and a bunny. <laughs> a free bunny with every art purchase. <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> you should have you make a cool sign. I know. Bunnies for free. Right? I know. Exactly. But that's anyway. that's all. I don't really have much going on besides getting ready for the studio yeah. tour. I'm just well, enjoying Callie, the weather. Callie and I are pretty excited because we're going to to take oh, Allie and Callie on, on the, road. the road. We're going to Canada. We're going to go to Revelstoke, BC, <laughs> to the Luna Festival. Which is going to be amazing. Three yes. days. Three days. It's it's a crazy festival. Yep. I, I, I'm not they quite. They have alleries. Alleries, which is art in, in the, ga- in in the, the alleys. alleys. I know. Galleries in the alley. I love it. It's going to be so fun. And music. And music. And all kinds of. And if you've uh, never been to Revelstoke, Revelstoke is one of the most beautiful little towns. It's right on the Columbia River. It's about three and a half hour drive west of Banff. Mm-hmm. And it's gorgeous. I can't wait. I've yeah, been to Canada. It's a tiny little town. In the summer, there's like 4,000 people, but in the winter, it's all about winter sports there. Right. And it, and it like triples. So we're going in September and I haven't been to Canada since like two husbands ago. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> we measure everything by husband. <laughs> 
I'm oh, sorry. Boy. All right. Oh, that well. made me laugh. All right. Anyway. Anyway. Well, we're excited that we have as our guest today, Michael Horswell, who yes. is a local, very talented artist. Yes. Um, the sculpture, painting, drawing, drawing all yep. of it. I met him years and years ago when I was doing the program Art on the Edge. Yes, yes, many years ago. Many years ago. Thank you for having me here today. Yes, well, welcome. I appreciate the invitation and chance to talk with you all. Yes. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself and your background. Well, I've been, um, let's see, where do I start? Um, I'm kind of from Montana. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Born and raised in Bozeman, Montana, Mm -hmm. and I lived in Seattle area for a number of years before my wife Lori and I moved here. Uh, Lori started teaching at NIC and then I started teaching following her. Uh, Mm -hmm. She teaches arts and humanities and I teach um, arts. Um, And so we've been here for since the 90s, uh, which is amazing. This is the longest I've ever lived in one place before, which is really really interesting. Yeah, it's hard to think about that when you think about I've been back and forth to Bozeman, which is my hometown. Uh, frequently, and I, it's hard to rethink that I've been here longer than I have been in Bozeman, but but I have. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. so, um, and, but I, you know, I've established um, kind of a uh, I, don't know, I guess my arts uh, focus here, uh, my art home here, um, and getting to know folks from all over the place. Um, I show my work at the Art Spirit Gallery mm-hmm. and other locations. I do public artwork, um, and I teach at North Idaho College. So we're mm-hmm. getting close to starting our next semester in mm-hmm. the next couple of weeks so that's always exciting and freakish right. and all the things yeah, right. I get all sweaty and uh, <laughs> these things happen so but I'm excited about it so we'll we'll see how it's been a tumultuous year this last year at NIC so yes it hopefully has. it is calm down it's calming sh- down yeah I sure hope I hope hope it does hopefully yeah yeah, yeah. 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 there so, is hope yeah well there it's not hope. in the news every day so that's good that's a good sign yeah that mm-hmm. is a good sign <laughs> yeah I mean we're not making headlines at every single turn so. <laughs> so yes yes but that's a little bit about kind of where I am Mm-hmm. Right now, and I have a oh, I have a, a, a dog. I should mention my dog, Merle. Merle. <laughs> yeah, Merle got into uh, a, a, I don't know what it was, some sort of interaction with a porcupine the other night. Oh. My wife and I were getting ready to go to bed, like eleven thirty. He decides to dart outside, and I hear yelping. Comes back with a face full of porcupine quills. Oh. So we took him to the vet. That an all-night vet, bless their hearts, they're there and took care of him, and we got him in the morning. But he's fine now. Oh, Thank boy. you very much for asking. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's a sweetheart. He's an Australian Shepherd. So we oh, just I have an Australian has, Shepherd. I love oh. Australian oh, Shepherds. They're great. Yeah, he's yeah. a hair bear is what he is. So yeah, hair bears. We have two. Oh my gosh. And it's a vacuum every day situation. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm plucking stuff out of us. We just kind of sit there and kind of. I feel like I'm one of those little chimps where we sit and kind of pluck bugs out of each other's hair. I just want to pluck. <laughs> Pretty soon I'll be eating them, I suppose. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> oh, uh, well, I'm glad he's yeah, okay. Yeah, one of these days I'll have to talk about. Wrigley and Zoe. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. They're yeah. Great. I love them. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. So, what kind of art do you do? Well, I'm frequently asked that question, especially after people look at it, and then they go, "What kind of art do you do? <laughs> what exactly, are you doing here?" And so, um, I, I guess I would describe it most as sort of a um, kind of a mixed media approach to. Uh, uh, to art, I, I do primarily kind of wall-hung sculptural work. Mm-hmm. So I work in a wide range of media and, and processes. Um, prelim- you know, primarily, I work with um, 
welded steel. I use that as kind of an armature for my work. Oh, that's um, cool. And then I use other materials. I interweave other materials in into that mm-hmm. uh, work. But I'm always exploring, um, trying different different processes. I used encaustic painting mm-hmm. quite a bit. The wax based painting process. Mm-hmm. You guys are probably familiar with. That's and so cool. It's yeah. so much fun. It, it really. It, it I've really never is. done it, but I love the look of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's so cool. Yeah, I remember seeing it years and years ago at the Lorenda Knight gallery over in Spokane. I can't remember who the artist was that was doing it, but I was just transfixed by the by the depth and the subtlety of the mm-hmm. work. And so I kind of started to experiment with that. So I use mm-hmm. that quite a bit as a, as a color medium with my work, but I also integrate other materials, wood and uh, collage and glass and found objects and all kinds of stuff into my work. And so oftentimes it's, it's I'm never sure quite what the outcome of the work will be mm-hmm. until it's finished. Um, and then I, I, once it's finished, I kind of know what it, what it was I was trying to do. And, um, and so I think that the combination of, <clears throat> excuse me, of so many different processes and materials, uh, lends itself for me as an opportunity to sort of explore different aspects of art making as I'm making a singular piece. And so I, I frequently have, uh, multiple pieces going at once. So mm-hmm. I'm working on maybe a welding process on one piece and then another piece, maybe I might be doing some sort of wood carving or wood finishing or maybe I'm just cutting up little something to integrate later into it which I'm maybe not even sure how I will work with that so mm-hmm. so I try to keep things moving and it's always in, in this quest of finishing this idea that I have mm-hmm. um, and then once they're finished then I I usually try to hold on to them a little while just to learn from them before I take them down to the to the gallery and and share them with the community. So. Oh, wow. So you sit with it for a while. and If, if I can, you know, oftentimes mm-hmm. if there's an exhibition or something, you know, and you have a deadline, you have yeah, to time follow. Yeah, time crunch. Right. You're, mm-hmm. you're producing it and then getting it out the door to get it to where it needs to be. But if I can, and I, and I, and I, I teach at, at NIC, I try to tell my students this too. If you can hold on to your work, you know, for a little while when it's completed, it'll often teach you a lot about about what you've done, mm-hmm. uh, what you didn't do, and about mm-hmm. what you may be thinking that you're you're trying to do, and so I right. think you're, sometimes the work really um, is an instructor in terms of, w- of what you're trying to trying to work with. So so if I can live with them a little while, I I learn a little bit more about what it is I was shooting for, and if I hit it or if I didn't hit it. So, right. Yeah. Oh, that's a really good thought that um, gives you a, an opportunity to get a little more information about your work mm-hmm. and yourself probably yeah yeah a lot because when you're I mean when you're looking at I mean from my perspective when I look at a piece of work that I've created it's it's really a manifestation of my choices and decisions and and really my experience is just mm-hmm. a, a person and an art an artist that's all coming together in this one form and mm-hmm. and I think that teaches you a lot about maybe what you're looking at maybe what I'm aware of, but I'm not aware of mm-hmm. um, that I'm, I'm bringing into the work. And so I think it's important just in terms of being conscious about what it is you're producing and the results of this idea that you have and the results of that um, that are important. Only You only get that, I think, through just some introspection and actually looking at that work once it's completed. So that's, that's what right. I try to do if it's possible. But yeah. And then we usually keep one or two pieces. I oftentimes work in a series. Mm-hmm. Um, and so frequently I will we'll hold on to a piece at home. We'll take the rest of the gallery. I usually hold on to one piece just to kind of to track with that a little bit. I may move into that a little bit later in, the, um, in my own process. So it's oh, important yeah. to have that around my, my life experience to kind of know what's going right. on inside mm-hmm. my head. So, right. Yeah. But. Yeah. That's interesting because it's um, – a little different than uh, uh, I took um, an art class from Frank Sanford 
uh, mm. years and years ago. And he was a watercolor painter yeah. that was, lived here for a while. I think he lives in Ireland now. Mm. Um, and he used to say, when you do something, you need to give it. A, you need to get rid of it. You need to sell it. You need to, mm. because you're not going to keep growing um, if you keep that thing around. And I think his his perspective on that was more that you might get caught up in the fact that wow you did something really good and you might not ever do anything better by keeping it around but I really like your take on that where you're actually growing as an artist by your own work so it's kind of an interesting Hmm. perspective I think yeah and I can understand that perspective where you're trying to you want to move on Mm -hmm. to the next thing and I and I, I try to do that it's it just sometimes it, when you're making a piece of art, sometimes you're so much involved in the process of making it, you don't really have a perspective mm-hmm. of what it is you're doing. I mean, you, you know what you're doing, but but you don't know how it's kind of coming together, how all right. the shapes and forms and colors and all that stuff are, are becoming one thing, a unit. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's only after it's finished. And this is just purely from my perspective, because that's right. like only way I can speak to this, but it's you know, I, I, I sometimes un, unsure about it. I mean, I usually start with sketches or drawing some sort of a conceptual idea of what the thing might kind of look like. Right. And then I set about trying to make this thing using mm-hmm. my the processes that I use a lot. Um, but I think moving it, moving it on is important. It's, it's, it is important to let the work speak for itself out and about. And I, right. I share this with my students a lot. It's like, you know, you're like making these little, these little dudes. And when you're finished with them, they got to live their life outside of you. Mm-hmm. So everything you do to this thing, make sure that when you let it go and you say goodbye and it gets on the school bus and goes off to the gallery, <laughs> yeah. you feel good. It's not going to get beaten up in the, in the playground or something like that. That there has right. some inherent qualities to it that are that are you know, that you're proud of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's always kind of neat, you know, to see your work like in a in a collection someplace or somebody bought it and you visit their house for dinner and you see it again. Mm-hmm. It's nice to revisit that a little bit later and go, oh yeah, that looks actually is holding up pretty good. It looks good or it's mm-hmm. like oh it's like ooh wow I. Ooh. Yikers. The growth. I, yeah. <laughs> Look at the growth. Ooh, <laughs> Look at the growth. Yeah. Right. I remember that day. I was in a dark place. A very dark place. Ooh, yeah. So it's got, a, it's got a fun to have that, but I, I, I do appreciate what you're saying in terms of what he was saying, that that mm-hmm. idea of moving it out and getting it beyond yourself is a, is a really important mm-hmm. thing because it's, it, you know, the communication aspect of art is such a, a yeah. part sure. of Yeah, sure. So. Hey ladies, have you heard about Nia yet? Hi, I'm Marilee Wallace. I'm a proud board member of the Coeur d'Alene Arts and Culture Alliance and owner of Nia. That's short for the North Idaho Alliance. We specialize in leadership development specifically focused in connecting women to programs and workshops and the network to educate, empower, and enrich their lives. Our goal is to make positive impacts in our community while helping other women in North Idaho succeed. Next up is our Women of Impact Leadership Roundtable Series and our Women with Cool Jobs event. Those are both kicking off in the fall, so I hope you'll look us up. You can find us on Facebook at Women of Impact CDA or just give us a call at 208-660-1557. Go out and make it an impactful day. Let's do it. All Let's right. talk about Japan. Okay. You studied or worked there? How did how did that come I about? I was uh, an exchange student. I was going to school at Montana State University, um, mm-hmm. and I uh, found an opportunity to go. A friend of mine brought up an opportunity to go to Japan to for a, a year-long study there. That's awesome. And so I didn't even think about it, so I just went home to my folks and said, well, I'm going to go to Japan next year to go to school. And they said, well, 
good for you. <laughs> Are you going to do it? And so they helped me out financially with doing that. But then um, I went there and I, I was there for a year uh, mm-hmm. at a school called uh, Gansai Gaidai Daigaku, which is right between Kyoto and Osaka. Mm-hmm. And I went there um, as a, a kind of an ignorant, you know, 21 year old kid mm-hmm. um, and just really enjoying the overwhelming nature of li- living in a place that is compl- so completely Different. foreign to me at that mm-hmm. time. Unbelievable. The yeah. language was totally, I mean, very complicated, as mm-hmm. was the written language as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and just culturally, everything was so completely different. There was just really an, a wonderful experience. I, I mean, Academically, I'd rather we didn't talk about that if we could avoid that. But I will, I will broach the subject for just a moment to say that, in, in my defense, I was a young guy um, and I didn't have any direction, so I experienced and, and enjoyed just being in in, in um, Japan. In Japan, you know what? There's a Believe lot it. of value to that. There, there is, is a world, lot of value. World experience. There That's is. right. Yeah, uh, I had to convince my parents of that when they at midterm told me that I had to go back home now because I was doing so poorly in school. So don't don't forget about the cultural value that, that I'm, I'm garnering right now. I learned so right. much about life. And <laughs> yes, I actually did. I, I, I truly did. But it was, that, a, it was a wonderful experience. I bet it was. Yeah. Does that work into your, um, it, I mean, does, and I know all of our experience works into our art, sure. but I was thinking that maybe. Um, I don't know if it, that particular experience, my own personal experience works into how I perceive the production of my work. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think the aesthetic that the, the, the Japanese culture brought, I think, is something that I think about mm-hmm. um, a lot because of the sort of the sparseness and the clarity mm-hmm. of, of how we oftentimes see uh, Asian art. Mm-hmm. I don't know necessarily that my work represents that at all, right. but I do. I am cognizant of that aspect of it, I think, mm-hmm. when I, I make my work. But it was so, such a long time ago that um, it more is sort of just a um, an experience that I had that really brought some clarity to my own understanding of how different people in different parts of the world conduct themselves mm-hmm. and how they organize themselves and how they manage all the things that we're doing in life to you know at, and which was really really invigorating and, and an eye-opening thing coming from little Bozeman Montana mm-hmm. um, and then seeing this was uh, it was a great experience for that plus I got to meet a lot of people a lot of the other students who were there were from all around the world and right. so it was just a great time to meet people from everywhere right um, so so artistically I I took a couple of art classes when I was there, some ceramics classes, and then I did a lot. I traveled quite a bit when I was there, so mm-hmm. um, that I think probably brought even more energy and maybe more um, interest for me in terms of how that was represented in my work than probably any any other aspect mm-hmm. of my experience. Honestly, there. I think every parent should consider um, sending their kids off for an exchange program because yeah, yeah. it's you know we get ourselves wrapped up in this little world that we live in, and we don't know enough about what goes on globally yeah and mm-hmm. and i think my kids have all been all over the place yeah mm-hmm. it's it's really good for for them because they come back here and they you know they hear somebody say something and they go are you know i th- i think there's more to it than that you mm-hmm. know and yes. i love that yes i think so too it just brings more inquisitiveness about other ways of approaching problems or mm-hmm. relationships or anything really yeah and that's i think that's just so vital especially now i mean we just really need that sort of connectedness and mm-hmm. right you know a little more a little more critical thinking in terms of what 
how you know maybe what your in, in your initial conclusions about how you should proceed some way. I mm-hmm. think it opens up that discussion a little bit more broadly to find some other other ways of approaching things. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I always tell my students like if you can travel abroad, do it. I mean, yes. just do it. Agreed. It's, it's oh, yeah, agree. But it was yeah. great. I, I had a great time and came back home and. I remember I came back and I was just kind of living the life of Riley because I was I was back home and you know I didn't have to go back to my job yet. I was working at the time at Albertson's um, grocery store and I just didn't want to go back to work yet. So I remember one summer day I'm sitting in my backyard of my parents' home. I'm like sunbathing on their picnic table. My father was a professor at Montana State University in counseling psychology. Had come home early. Um, from school and so he walked out he's got a briefcase it's like 75 I'm laying out there you know sunbathing and he goes see my mother just sits down at the table and goes what are you what are you doing it's like hey I'm just sitting out here he goes, yeah what are you, are you gonna you get that job or what's, what's going on now you're actually an adult now so it's like a real wake-up call like wow that was that's a good point dad I didn't think about that. shortly thereafter I was back working so was, I appreciate my father's um, yeah, perspective right. on that but yeah so how did you end up in Coeur d'Alene well, um, we, my wife and I were living in Seattle, um, and uh, she went to graduate school at Gonzaga. Mm-hmm. Um, so we came over here and lived in, in Spokane, just and just uh, rented a place just south of uh, north of Gonzaga. Mm-hmm. And she applied for a job here at North Idaho College. In fact, uh-huh. we were looking in the paper one day because she was kind of looking at jobs and. Uh, there was one in the little want ads in the Coeur paper saying that we needed an English instructor for NIC. So I said, hey, honey, did you see this one? So she applies for this job, goes to the process and gets the job. Mm-hmm. And so we, our, op- our opportunity at that point was to either go back to Seattle and resume our life there or to proceed to, to what we're doing here. And so we decided to move here. Mm-hmm. Moved over here, lived over over in Lincoln Way, uh, over the Fort Grounds. Mm-hmm. She went to school and then I was um, working as a freelance artist. So I was doing illustration work for uh, Inlander and other magazines and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I was also teaching part-time as a driver's ed instructor, oh. which is an entirely different podcast. <laughs> I, I, I tell you, I got hours. There you oh, go. Like that, that would yeah, be, that would be like a comedy. It's, yeah, it's, it was an experience. Um, so we ended up here and then um, an a opportunity opened up to teach, um, uh, I think it was a watercolor class. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I applied for that job and a lot of my illustration work up to that point was utilizing watercolor as a medium. And so I, I got that job and ended up teaching a class there. Mm-hmm. And then that led to uh, further education. So I went down to, to University of Idaho and got my uh, Master of Fine Arts degree there. And then I was hired full time here. So that's kind of how we ended up landing here. Oh, mm-hmm. right. Um, so it was a great experience. I never thought I'd be a teacher either. I never thought, God, I don't want to be a a teacher, right. would be an artist, mm-hmm. right? But I realized once I started teaching, I I realized that that I really it brought out a lot of areas I realized I didn't know uh, that was really helpful for me. Um, things when you have to explain something or teach something, mm-hmm. you really start seeing the holes in your own understanding of that subject, and so it allowed me to just sort of dig a little bit deeper. And it also brought, I think, for myself, an opportunity to sort of be with like-minded people. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoyed the the sort of social interaction with students. Um, I really, I just really enjoyed it. I didn't think I would. And so right. um, that kind of led to sort of a tandem career of, of, of teaching and, and art making for mm-hmm. me. So I'm still doing that. It seems kind of perfect to me. I know it does. It is. It's pretty perfect. Yeah, it's a pretty pretty sweet gig. Mm -hmm. What classes are you teaching this fall coming up? So this fall, I'll teach um, a two-dimensional design class, which is a fundamentals class, Mm -hmm. um, sculpture class. 
a professional practices class, which is sort of a culminating class for students who are getting close to uh, leaving school, mm-hmm. maybe going on to a four-year school, or maybe trying to trying to uh, make their way in the art world. Mm-hmm. And so it's a class that kind of helps them to get their uh, resume, et cetera, all that stuff together, which oh. I never had in my own education process. Mm-hmm. I never had a class like that. So, oh, by the way, you should probably have an artist statement. Like, wow, yeah, right. that's... So it's been great. That's part of it. And I also teach a couple of online classes, art history classes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, 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 at NIC, it's a, you know, we're a two-year school. So oftentimes the department, uh, all of us who teach there teach multiple different classes depending mm-hmm. on the needs. Uh, right. Mm-hmm. So, so that's what I'm doing in the fall, theoretically. So mm-hmm. we'll see how that, see how that plays out. Yeah. Good. Right? So, yeah. Good. I'm sure it'll be great. Yeah, it's going to be good. It's, it's gonna I be bet good. you're one of the favorites. Oh, I clearly am, yeah. <laughs> you're absolutely right. Yeah, there's no question about that. <laughs> that's what I've heard. Yeah, okay. that's... Oh, yeah, I've heard it. Yes, yeah. I've it's heard it. Over. I've seen his art. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> years ago, year, I mean, I, I can't... I don't even know how many years ago. It's been oh, a long time. Uh, Michael came and worked with the uh, kids at Art on the Edge, which uh, was a program I ran for a long time, a yeah. long time ago. Yeah. And um, it was one of my all-time favorite projects. Oh, and yeah. my son, had Connor, had gotten in a lot of trouble, and I made him take it, too. <laughs> And that was the one where we did the hands. Oh, yes. And, yeah, and yeah, it, yeah. it was all based on the Human Declaration of Rights. Oh, mm. yeah. And it was, it's, uh, is that piece still up at NIC? It's up, it yeah, is? it's installed in the library lobby. Yeah. Mm. And, yeah, we cast hands of students in the class and kids from Art on the Edge, and mm-hmm. they compared them up and connected each pair of hands to one of the individual declarations. Uh, uh, articles of the Declaration of Human Aww. Rights. Mm-hmm. If they're still there, some of the fingers have gotten broken off because they were cast in um, um, plaster. Basically, plaster oh, material. So some people have come by and, and taken a little finger for um, souvenir kind of a thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of weird, but that is weird. Yeah. But, Somebody well. came to my office one day and had a box of fingers. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> this may be long to you, Michael. I said, Yeah, I, I think you're right. So I, oh boy, I think it was glued on. Oh, oh yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that was a great experience. And I, one thing I really liked about that, and I, we did that for a number of years working with Art on the mm-hmm. on the Edge, is that it really brought those kids. Um, to college, to campus, and mm-hmm. to see a school and have, give them some ideas about um, things they could do beyond, um, you know, just beyond their their own experiences up to that point. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that was really, really a beneficial thing. And then, and then my students working with the kids it brought a level of uh, requirement in terms of maturity, in terms of how they interacted with mm-hmm. those students that I think yeah. led them to some broader ideas about what they could be doing too. So it was really a Kind of a nice mentorship program. It was really cool. It It was was. pretty, I thought it was pretty powerful. That's awesome. It was a great experience for my son who got past the fact that he was on restriction and got into the art. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. And now, and And now now he's an artist. He's an artist. It's a pathway. Arts are a pathway to other Mm -hmm. things. You know, it's not just about making art, but it's also about living a creative life. And I Mm -hmm. think if you get your toehold into something at a young age that gives you the clarity or at least the realization that you have more to give in terms of, or more to learn and give in terms of your own um, uh, imagination and your creativity, that just expands and leads to all kinds of different uh, manifestations mm-hmm. um, in the arts, you know, theater right. or music or dance mm-hmm. or whatever it is you want to do. And I think it's, yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That creative process is so important for everybody. And it's, and it really is. I mean, it's not just about art. It's about problem solving. And yes. Mm-hmm. Hey y'all, it's Jason from Tubbs Coffee Roasters. We are North Idaho's specialty coffee roaster. We are homegrown and we are local. 
We love coffee and we love our community, especially Allie and Callie in ArtCast. We have a retail space in our roastery in Hayden, and we can also be found on the shelves at Super One and Yolks. And if you like to buy coffee online, we do offer subscriptions. You can find us at tubscoffeeroasters.com. Support arts and culture and your local roaster. That's all. So, Michael, you've um, you've got several pieces up in the Coeur d'Alene and I believe the Hayden Public Art mm-hmm. Collection. Right, um, right. How'd you get into that? Bribery, uh, <laughs> coercion. That's you know, all it takes. <laughs> that's all oh. No, it's it's great. Because, I mean, our, the Coeur d'Alene in this area has been such a proponent for uh, for making it kind of an arts destination, art city. And I remember when we moved here, um, Sandpoint was kind of the designated art town, you know. And I right. think a lot of the work that Steve Gibbs did, mm-hmm. um, and Arts and Culture Alliance, and, and so many so many people um, brought it forward so these opportunities arose and so the first one I did was over in the um, the roundabouts over at NIC and when they were renovating that area um, and just changing out the mill and everything expanded and changed there and so there's a call to artists through the Mm -hmm. Arts Commission, Coeur d'Alene Arts Commission and so I just applied for one of those and threw in my hat and my sketches and Mm -hmm. um, they liked it and so um, I was I, I was um, honored to be able to, to create that piece. It was a really great experience to learn how to do that and um, just to be confronted with that sort of the magnitude of, of what mm-hmm. it is you're trying to, to work with. And I think the, the public-facing aspect of public art is really something that's that you need to really consider. It's mm-hmm. stuff that I learned a little bit more about just in terms of for one thing, just basic structural integrity. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, the pieces I made there are, you know, they're over 20 feet tall, so they have to made of steel, so I had to make sure that they were uh, safe, and mm-hmm. you know, I didn't get a phone call in the middle of the night that it fell on a stroller. Or something. Oh, yeah, right. Oh, that, that would be bad. <laughs> very bad uh, for the arts career. So, um, <laughs> so that was a, a big learning process for me. So that was, uh, I, I did that one, and then um, uh, really liked the materials and the way I approached that. And then the one up at uh, Hayden uh, Library, right um uh, next to um, what's the what's the uh, I can't remember at this point what the name of the the club there is, but it's right next to the library. Mm-hmm. They wanted to have a place something that was kind of in conjunction with the library in that whole area. So um, I came up with this idea of a of a head. I was thinking mm-hmm. of the library. Oh, yeah. and I was the peak. Of, yeah, the peak. Thank I you. know the head. Yeah. I've seen the head. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Thank you, the peak. That's right. Mm-hmm. And so um, I came up with the idea of the head and this notion of an epiphany. When you go into the library, the idea is that you would you would learn things. And mm-hmm. so I created this this head mm-hmm. um, and these two adjacent elements, these sculptural elements that really represented sort of the ideas that you would might be manifested mm-hmm. from your from your learning in the, in the library. So said about making that one that one was a that was a real journey in terms of the process of just doing it because there were so many people involved in the um, in the approval process mm-hmm. uh, the Hayden City Council peak uh, peak fitness the library a lot of entities that had a it sort of check off and make sure it was okay so that was mm-hmm. that was a that was a lot to learn about um and i didn't realize i, I think we ended up with like an 18 page contract and oh, just a wow. lot of lot of stuff but it, yeah. it turned out to be um a really great process um and uh i had a really good friend of mine randy bell who is this a concrete artist uh, or concrete uh, a person who's really skilled with working with concrete helped me set the the forms for those which is a really big deal for that mm-hmm. um and so that 
that part of the process turned out to be really exciting. The head lights up from inside, and so it's kind of neat. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a back door on it, the locked back door, but then there's a light inside, and that changes um, throughout the throughout the, the night once the light goes down and changes. And so, right. so really exciting. I really... I really learned a lot from that, but boy, it's, it's a lot of work. And so mm-hmm. one thing I would just say to f- people who are listening is when you're looking at the public art around this area, just realize how much work went into that, even though it's, it's just there and we appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, just so much effort goes into that. And that's, I think, the other probably side of public art is that people, as soon as it's in place, there's kind of a public ownership of that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, oh yeah, the you know the big the, the big die over there, or the big head up at the library. People yeah. just automatically consume it as theirs, and oftentimes it's, you forget about all the all the people. It's not just the arts; it's tons of people mm-hmm. that are go into helping to produce that for right. the benefit of the community. So mm-hmm. I'm right. really really fortunate to be living here at that time and be able to do that. So, yeah. yeah, it was a great experience. Well, and I I think all of us are. Um, well, most of us anyway, are really proud of the public art collection that we have because yeah. it's diverse and, yes. and yeah. it's thoughtful. Um, there's a lot more into it than I think the average person thinks about. That's right. You know, that, that, um, you know I always want to remind people before you judge a piece, you may not like it. It may not be your favorite piece, but before you get down on it, maybe consider going to the website and finding out what the intentions of the artists mm-hmm. were yeah. um, and learn a little bit more about what went into the creation of it. And you might learn to appreciate, you may not, it still may not be your favorite piece, yeah. but um, at least you will have more understanding about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Educate I, yourself a little exactly. bit. Exactly. Yeah. Learn, right. learn, learn about the artist. Learn right. about yeah. the yeah. I hear yeah. there the was piece. a little controversy at the city council meeting last night about some New, uh, new new art pieces, pieces that were oh boy well yeah. the thing is that I mean people are I mean there's a lot of money involved here and so sometimes when the public sees up oh, geez it's going to be this much to put this art in here um, they look at all the other things that that money could be used for without mm-hmm. realizing that money's allocated for the arts and exactly is allocated for potholes and that kind of a thing right but you, understandably you could see the price tag go oh well, that's a piece of art. And yeah. what's not really thought through, I think, sometimes in that sort of that pushback a little bit is the benefits of having the art in the community. People mm-hmm. literally go to places for the arts mm-hmm. um, in public art, as we've seen in around the world in Florence and Paris and you, you exactly. name it. Mm-hmm. That's the, where people go to experience um, culture, basically. Right. And, mm-hmm. and Coeur d'Alene, I think one of the things that we've done in this community has been able to really support that and, and drive that in terms of how people perceive Coeur d'Alene now. Uh, which we've always been on the forefront of having some collision areas where mm-hmm. with populations, et cetera. And so I think it's it's incumbent upon everyone as a community to realize that this stuff really does benefit us and it's worth investing in because it just right. perpetuates a, a deeper level of connection and, and tolerance, et cetera, mm-hmm. that we need so much in this in this community. So right. that's the other part of the, the public art that I think is really important. Well that said. Very well said. Uh, well said. <laughs> well, do you have anything exciting coming up? Um, right now, I'm just kind of puttering away in my studio right now. I've, I've had a summer um, where I'm not, I haven't been making too much work. A lot of family stuff going on with my, my parents who are elderly in, in mm-hmm. Bozeman, and we're working towards uh, moving them out here. Oh, so wow. there's a, been a lot of work uh, just mm-hmm. in, in making that process happen. But I've mm-hmm. been working in the studio, coming up with some other ideas. When I've, I had three shows last year, and so I'm right now trying to f- 
finish up or proceed with ideas that I had after mm-hmm. the culmination of those shows. Usually those shows end up um, providing uh, impetus for other work that's coming up. So I'm kind of in the process right now of building that and kind of working through some of those ideas right now. So mm-hmm. it's been a nice little uh, summer, a little bit of space artistically, mm-hmm. which is really nice. Helps to feed the imagination and your, sure. and your yeah. well of creativity, you know. So, right. Yeah. So right now that's, I'm just kind of enjoying um a little bit of space in my life. So that's Good, and we always need time to fill the reserve. Mm-hmm. Oh, I do. Oh, <laughs> yes. yes, yes. Appreciate what exactly. you do, and when you do right. get back in that studio, you're like, oh. Yeah, I'm, I'm itching. I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting kind of itchy now. Yeah. yeah my wife, my wife oftentimes says, you know, I get a little weird a little around the house. She goes, you know, maybe you should go out to the studio. Hey, maybe, what do you think? You know, I think your studio misses <laughs> you. Uh, wives yeah. always have the greatest advice. Yes, check it out. She's a big supporter. She's a big. Yeah. I'd not be doing this without my wife. Right. I'll tell you, Lori, she's just been she's amazing. She's lovely. I love Lori. She is. She and, is. and it's just it's so much as a, as a working artist, you guys probably well know this, you know, you really need support. And mm-hmm. um, if you have somebody like a spouse or, or partner, whoever, that really provides that, and, you know, mm-hmm. she's just my, my partner and all this. So That's lucky cool. to have that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can't end this podcast without mentioning um, the the outfit that you did for Junk to Funk years ago. That oh, that was tell a me more. Well, what? That, that speaking of my wife Lori, she was the one that um, created. We had a, a cape, and she made a cape out of. She's a seamstress. She uh, she made a cape out of the postcards from the, from Art Spirit Gallery, and then I made a I made a, a crown out of uh, old um, pliers. Of, you know tools and then I made a staff that was made of all kinds of different tools and stuff like that so I was like I don't know what it was a baron of funk or something (laughs) some ridiculous (laughs) thing amazing it was a it was a hoot that was a lot of fun and then I think we auctioned that auction off the staff or something like that uh-huh. to make money for that but and, oh, then the, fun. and then Steve had the cape down in the in the basement of the galley for years did before, he right for the rat's gut to it or something oh. <laughs> there's no rats out there. but I, I, love that. I don't know what that moved on to something else but yeah that was right. a, that was a lot of fun what a great what a great I uh, think that was the year that I was I love Lucy oh Lucy yeah. yeah oh yeah yeah I think you were I oh, think fun. I remember <laughs> So because I think I think they auctioned off my little gum gum wrapper bag. <laughs> oh, it's such a you know it's just such a great um, uh, event because it's so fun mm-hmm. and it just really it really brings to mind the idea of, of sort of this notion of recycling mm-hmm. and reusing the things in our world for art purposes and I and I think that's a big aspect of art making that sometimes is, is not seen. It's like you don't have to go to the art store to get art materials that are around you all the time. All the yeah. time. You know, what are you going to do with them? So, yeah. Right. Reuse. Great yeah. Fun, Purpose. No, Repurpose. I yeah, love repurposing repurpose. everything yeah. Yeah. as much as possible. And I'm excited that uh, KEA is bringing Junk to Funk back this year. Yeah. Oh, good. That'll yeah, be great. That. I have never been able to go. Oh, oh. it is so, so much fun. I cannot wait. You gotta yeah. go. When is that? Yeah. yeah, I don't know when it is. I'm we going. Seems, go like find out. Oct- seems like it's in October. It's usually in October. October, yeah. but I feel like this year um, they're going to change the location and I think they're going to do it more into September. So oh. I'm not, oh. but oh. I'm not sure about that. Oh. So we should probably well, find out. I want to find out because yeah. that would yeah. be fun. Yeah. Uh huh. It's a blast. Yeah. It certainly is. Check out the art. Go to his, do you have a website? Yeah, yes, you do. I do. Horacewell.com. Yes, I do. And check out the Art Spirit website. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've been wonderful partners and all this for so many years and I'm just fortunate to be there so make sure you check that out yes yeah, that's, for sure and, or you can go to NIC or you can go to NIC and, and take a definitely class. go down to the library and check out the uh, the hands representing the decoration yes. or go right. see the big head 
or go the see big that. bed. <laughs> go at night. You can see the light show. I've never right. seen it lit up. That's oh, so funny. Go. You have to go at night. I didn't know yeah. it lit up. Yeah, it has a changing color spectrum. It's that's so cool because I, I was like really the cool. prism look of it. I yeah. was like, ooh, I like that. I yeah. know. Yeah. It's, it's an interactive piece. You'll I like that. You'll cool. be mesmerized. I will. I'll be like, move, lady. Beep, beep. She's stuck. She's stuck. I'm surprised it has been damaged once. Once somebody, I think, threw a rock through one of the base pieces I had to fix but other than that you know it oh, hasn't, that's, that's it, good yeah, it has not been damaged so I've been really fortunate with that that's yeah, good that's yeah. really cool yeah people be nice be right. nice be nice yeah. well thank you so much for coming down and talking to sure. us sure thank yes, you guys this is so nice right? yeah, yeah. Really enjoyed it a lot yeah. good yeah, and the view Glad. behind you is wonderful I get to see yeah, that I know. Thank you, guys, you can't so. beat that no, <laughs> the can't. beauty of Coeur d'Alene yeah sometimes when I park down at the museum I'll walk this way and I have to take a picture and I put it on Facebook and say my morning commute yeah <laughs> Very lucky. Pretty lucky. Yeah. Yep. Well, thank you again. You, I really appreciate this. Yes. Yeah. You Thanks bet. so much. Yep. And I'm Allie. And I'm Callie. And whatever you do today, make sure it's creative. The Allie and Callie Artcast is a program of the Coeur d'Alene Arts and Culture Alliance and is sponsored by NIA. North Idaho Alliance, a woman-based leadership organization designed to inspire, uplift, and impact your community and lives. And Tubbs Coffee Roasters, globally sourced, locally roasted coffee.